Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Branding Evangelist. Oh, my goodness, man, I've got a special guest today. We have been talking. We've been hooping and hollering. We got so much in common. She's a sports fan, specifically college football. I'm a USC grad. We got this rivalry going on, Georgia, USC, back in the hunt. But more importantly is the amazing work that she's doing through her, through her company. So please welcome Karen Rose. How you doing, Karen? Woohoo! I am super excited to be here, Jerry. Thanks so much for the invite. Well, you know, I am Iena Happy and Peacock proud to have you here. And oh, you're down you. there in, in Hot Atlanta. Down in Hot Atlanta, yes. Come one, come all. We love you all in the South. <laughs> so, Karen, if you don't mind, please tell our listeners and our viewers exactly what your company does. Sure. Thank you, Jerry, for allowing me to do so. So, my company is called uh, Shockingly Different Leadership. SDL for short. Uh, we used it to your point about branding to catch people's eye about what we're doing. But when you boil it down, we are specialists in the people strategy side of business. So the people side of business, when there are companies that need ex- assistance and strategic planning, consulting in the areas of human resources, leadership development, or organizational realignments, we're the First people you should have on speed dial to help out. Wow. Hmm. What kind of problems do you solve for these companies? Yeah, the great question. So it actually varies based on the company. Um, now we don't do, you know, payroll and transactional type of things, but when companies are fake facing a big um, challenge or change management that involves their people intra- infrastructure, uh, we're there. So in the human resources side of things, um, we really help build their people infrastructure so that they become employers of choice within their their industry. Mm-hmm. Um, in leadership development, we actually do a variety of workshops. I do a lot of speaking on that, on helping people bring their best selves to work and be very impactful like they want to be. And then on the organizational effectiveness side, um, we work on those intangibles that companies are focused on to, um, you know, to really help their cultures and environments. So things like realignments, Uh, Maybe it's a whole change management of how they want to evolve their cultures. Uh, It could be as simple as a technology transformation that they're going through. But we uh, bring people aboard to help them navigate through that in the best way possible and to accelerate their success so they can get back to what they love to do. And that's the core of their business. Accelerate your success to get back to what you do. I love Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's unpack this for a second. So sure. when you start getting into the weeds and into all the details of the minutia of what these companies are dealing with, if yeah. you had to list the top three 
that you have noticed as being some of the biggest barriers to them excelling and scaling within the areas that you work on? What would those three be? Wow, that's a great question. So top three. First, I would definitely say um, leadership excellence. Uh, all companies seem to struggle with a certain percentage of their leader population. And it doesn't matter what career stage they are in, whether they're mid-managers or advanced or C-suite. There's always a percentage of the leaders mm. who struggle with guiding their teams and the organizations to reach the goals. And if they don't reach those goals, then that's when it hits the bottom line. So almost all organizations struggle with that in one shape, way, shape or form. Okay. Um, the second big thing um, that they're, they struggle with is... Um, you know, actually around their, I'll just say people infrastructures as a top level umbrella, meaning how do you attract, retain, develop, um, and get the right um, talent or, or uh, butts and seats, as people like to say, um, and how do you, you know, retain them within your companies? Everyone is continuously struggling with them. I don't care what the unemployment rate is. Uh, there is some aspect that leaders are struggling with. Mm -hmm. And then the third aspect I will say is the wild card. Yeah. There is always something going on in that business's industry that caught them by surprise, that they're having to deal with, sure. that they're just needing a thought partner to navigate through. So that wild card is the number three. Wow, those are really good. So I can imagine that as you are in, in, in those three areas and any others for that matter, yeah. are, they, are they getting bad advice, bad intel? Are they going down the wrong path? What really bugs you? What is it that kind of concerns you that is perhaps part of why you do what you do? <laughs> you know, honestly, it's not that they're getting bad advice. That's not usually what I find. Uh -huh. I find that there's just not a playbook for the unknown. Ooh. And, um, and they're having to invent it as they go. So the whole thing about, you know, building the plane and flying at the same time, that's what they're struggling with. And they're trying to reduce the risk as much as possible. So that's where me and my team come in. We have over 250 staff members that are placed on various projects uh, based on their areas of expertise um, and whether that aligns with what the clients know. So we bring in project teams, either a single individual, sometimes you only need one consultant, and then sometimes you need a small group of different specialties to help them navigate through that unknown. And that's what we do. And in our course of business, um, because we're dealing with, you know, people and, and deep strategy, it's challenging because this is not something that most companies want publicized. They don't want it on Twitter or, uh, you know, TikTok or their social media. It is a very confidential, private struggle that they're going with. Mm -hmm. And they really want someone that will, um, has high integrity and that will help them navigate that through, through that behind the scenes. Wow, wow, wow. This is incredible. This is incredible. <laughs> so with these companies... Tell, tell me about, let's say, what has led them to this place. I love what, what came into mind when you were just talking was they're flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah. Creating a playbook as they go along, which makes yeah. you wonder how in the world did you get to the point where you are anyway, in terms of how successful they are. So right. are these companies of a certain size? 
What what's the demographic of oh, your no. client? Give us an idea of, of who you primarily work with. Now I will to just to be fully transparent, um, yeah. most of my uh career was in corporate America and okay. with Fortune 75 and higher companies. So mm-hmm. I grew up in the enterprise level space. So that's mm-hmm. where a lot of my network is. Fortune However, 75. to answer your question <laughs> i have experience in all industries in all industries nonprofit uh government um oil and gas um communications you name it technology they all struggle in one way shape or form so the companies that you primarily work with are they doing a million or more in revenue 10 million oh, 20 million yeah. what size most of them are honestly jerry they're 50 to 80 million plus. Okay. That's good. That's good news. That's what's important. So they're established. They're not newbies. That's what we need to know. Because the reason I'm asking is because I want people who are tuning in on this, on this interview to say, yeah, that's us. That's us. That's us. That's good (laughs) enough. Now, so it's a wide range of industry. Very good. Very good. And you're working with the C-level executives primarily? Yeah. Either C-suites or the C-suite directs. They're the ones that reach out for the initial inquiry because they have a, a gnarly problem they're trying to solve or a big bold audacious goal that they're trying to solve but honestly once they get to um sdl then um it's usually their next levels down their teams that we end up working with to actually you know work the engagement so karen share your story Mm -hmm. i mean i'm just absolutely in awe i think you're a rock star (laughs) i mean came out of you know floor i know this because she told me Florida State and then went to the University <laughs> of Georgia. She just shared that she worked with not Fortune 1000, not Fortune 1000 companies. She said Fortune 75. Yes, Whoa. sir. You are in rarefied air. Okay. So I tell am. us, <laughs> tell, I'm, I'm bragging about you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your, it. <laughs> tell us about your about your about your your journey, your story. How did you get to where you are? So people can be inspired by 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 your story and your journey. Well, you know, when you peel back the layers of the onion, it's not always as pretty as the you know the headline, as we know, <laughs> the, the snippet. But I will say that. Um, you know, I, I've always been, I'm a Georgia peach, born and bred, um, went to University of Georgia. I shared with you um, earlier, we, you know, on a full ride to UGA. I actually graduated in college in two years. And um, I'm talking about you all here. Greg, <laughs> see, see, hold, stop, stop, stop. See, she's dropping dimes right now. Graduated in two years. <laughs> well, I really didn't, you know, I. it took me, I'm be honest with you, it took me 40 years to share that because um until I felt comfortable in sharing that because I never wanted to appear to be smarter or better than anyone else um but it is part of my story my journey and I've learned you know getting a little bit older to to share that so that others also feel comfortable because I grew up in a family who promoted a spirit of excellence and they didn't care if you had a kindergarten degree or Mm. if you were the leader of the free world Mm. they wanted you to bring your best self to work at all times and to not work just anything that you did and I grew up in the deep south where you know there were all kinds of challenges social challenges that we were fighting but well I give my parents credit they never Although they made me consciously aware, they all also made me, um, we instilled in our values to 
uh, love and appreciate everyone and their perspectives, no matter what. And my dad always said, there's not a person in this world that is brighter or smarter than you. You just got to show up and do your best. And um, and that's something I took to heart, to be honest with you, uh, my entire life. So long story short, I've always had a passion. I was always fascinated about how high performers or high achievers or people who did great things, how did they get it done? I mean, what made them tick? Mm. And I would, I always had that interest from a young person and followed that interest throughout school and in my career. And um, that encouraged me to be a deeper researcher on people and how they got things done. So that's what made me go, um, I'm a psychologist by education initially, and then I've gotten advanced degrees in um, an MBA and some other advanced degrees to add the business side of people to my acumen or areas of expertise. So I've always been fascinated in that area. And although I grew up, I would say grew my career in corporate America, um, once I decided that, you know, I wanted to expand my reach outside of just a singular organization, um, I actually commissioned a research study to better understand what the world's top performing leaders actually did different than, you know, you know, Jane yeah. and Joe, average yeah. Jane and Joe. What, what and did so, you that? I'm just curious. What were the top? Yeah. So really, really quick, because uh, I could go forever for that. But really, really quick. Um, in the research, we found that there were numerous, numerous critical success factors. But there were seven that popped out that were applicable and critical, no matter what industry you were in or what career stage in life you were in or what you were doing. So uh, me and my team decided to double down on those top seven because we thought, you know, using sports analogies, as you know, I love sports, uh, using sports analogies, we thought, boy, if in my Braves played today, uh, later Braves, so if they had four uh, runs in the first four innings. And so it's kind of you, you're loading the your your percentages of probability of winning like if you can get out to a fast start in the right ways okay your uh the your percentage of being able to be successful increases dramatically if Mm. you start out really fast right so we thought wow if we can help people understand these top seven uh, behaviors and tactics that they should should do their chances of being successful in whatever they want to do really dramatically increase. And that's what we're trying to teach now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Get off to a fast start. Get the jump on your competition. Can can I run them down real quick? Just the highlights. I won't go deep in them. Uh Those seven. So the top seven are, the first was leading with intellectual horsepower. So people that use their areas of expertise to really bring new ideas to the table that others miss is really important. Um, The second big tactic that we found out of our research was um, leading with what we call courageous agility. That's all about having the courage to do the right thing, even if you don't know what the future is going to bring. Okay. The third tactic was all about leading with strategic decision-making, which is what it says. It's leading um, either making good decisions yourself or leading a good decision-making process with others. The fourth tactic was leading with entrepreneurship, which is all about improving products, processes, and services, whatever industry or work or employer you're at, bringing that additional oomph to the table to make the organization better. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. The fifth tactic was leading with um with a drive for results. So that's being tenacious about getting to your end goal, no matter what obstacles come to your way. The sixth one was leading with executive presence. That's all about being able to um, convince others to join you on your journey, you know, w via a, a great, uh, but just, I'll just leave it at that, join you on your journey. And then the last one was leading with stakeholder savvy. And that's all about emotional intelligence, you know, meeting people where they are, building that um, relationship, deepening trust, and bringing them on your team of strate strategic supporters. Wow. I love those. Can I add an eighth without trying Please, to be nice? Absolutely. The, the eighth wonder of the world. Hey, the <laughs> okay, here we go. The most successful companies market and sell brands, not products. They do. <laughs> brands and not what now? Products or services. Yes, brands. They yeah, do. Right. But they start out with something, but then they build the right. brand around their core, their yeah, core mission yeah. or whatever that they're doing. But you're absolutely right. And I was in one of those top 75 companies myself. I'm a Procter & Gamble xp and guy. Oh, yeah. One of those yeah. branding big. Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. No, I got a little something. We had something. a shared uh, program, leadership um, swap po program with P&G when I was at Microsoft. So oh, we wow. sent some of our VPs over to P&G yeah. uh, for a six-month stint. And they did the same, yeah. you know, kind of to expand their, their acumen. Wow. Now, I'm sure you've got tons of success stories that you could share. What is one in particular that you want to share with our audience? For me or for, yeah, for, the, the for your company, for the work that you do, a client success story. Something that you did, something that happened as a result of the incredible work that you did. Well, okay. So there's one. Um, I actually wrote about this in the book. We, um, I wrote a book called Lead at the Top of Your Game that Ooh, uh, you hear that? Lead at the top of your game, Amazon.com. <laughs> okay, I'm promoting you. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> I like the title. So right? we, uh, so I actually uh, facilitated um, a session on leadership execution okay. for a well-known um, realtor or real estate company, okay. national real estate company. Uh -huh. And out of that, that we talked about these seven tactics and we talked about how they um, the members could differentiate themselves and, and, you know, in the real estate business, it's very hard to differentiate yourself. There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of realtors out there. So anyway, long story short, we had gone through all of this and there was one superstar in the class I want to tell you about. Um, I'll just say her name is Jane to protect her privacy, but she um, had a special needs child that was um, getting older and she was concerned about this in her special needs child being able to live by themselves at some point and be self-sufficient. So she decided to differentiate her business and being a realtor to focus on people with special needs that eventually could probably live on their own. Okay. And so we used all of the information that came out from the research and what we taught to have her to specialize. And she chose this on her own to specialize with those with, uh, physical or, or special needs. Mm -hmm. And she did a, a um, she really focused on aligning herself with, with number one, finding um, houses that could be retrofitted for okay. those that um, 
had special needs. And then she aligned herself with companies that could help retrofit them. Huh. And and then she focused her branding, Jerry, <laughs> on that super niche market. Hmm. And she did it around the country. Woo. And because of that, this well-known, if I told you who they were, you would know them instantly. They're an instantly recognizable brand. Actually opened up a new division for those who are physically challenged or had special needs and they are the leaders in this area. And she uh, moved up the ranks and now she's vice president of that division for this real estate company. Wow, wow, wow. I know. She's my superstar. Well, Serving see, the community your, and making the bucks, Jerry. <laughs> see, she's your superstar because you are her rock star. Okay? <laughs> I'm I just mean, her leadership whisperer. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> But she really took it to heart. And it's not like it's rocket science. It's just executing in a way that um, has the most impact for those who need what you're bringing to the table. And she is just the epitome of that. Now, I'm just curious because, as you know, this is a brand forward leadership podcast all about how do you establish yourself as a leader in your space, in your category, industry, whatever. How do you differentiate yourself? Because you're up against a lot of competition. I mean, you got folk out right, there, yeah. manager consultants, business consultants, and whoever else going yeah. after that same kind of niche audience. How do you distinguish yourself? That's a great question. Um, you know what? I I lead with the mindset that there's no one like me. Okay. So I don't, I live in a blue ocean. I don't feel that there's anyone or my company. Now, yes, and really there are people in the niche, yes. But the way we differentiate ourselves um, is that we co-create solutions with uh, the people we work with. We, um, I absolutely guarantee everything that um, our firm does. Um, There is no one that works for um, shockingly different leadership that either I haven't worked with before or someone that's very close to me hasn't worked with. So everyone has a strong resume and can be vouched for. Okay. And and quite honestly, we love what we do, Jerry. We're very good at it. And people tell their friends. So that word of mouth being spread Mm. is what, um, is the core basis of our success thus far. I mean, you won't see us on paid ads on Facebook or LinkedIn or anywhere. It's largely by word of mouth. I mean, we do, you know, podcasting, we do share tips and blogs and things like that, but um, but advertising is not our main way of getting business. Um, trusted referrals are. So if people who are tuning in want to get a hold of you, they love what they hear, they're inspired by you, yes. what's the next step that someone should take? How, what is your URL? Where, where are you <laughs> on your socials? Just so people can... Can, can find us. Absolutely. So um, our um, website is shockinglydifferent.com. And hopefully it's something that you'll remember, shockinglydifferent.com. You will find on there a host of services that we we do do. But 
if you go to the quick search, you can sort by what you're looking for and find just a, you know, a list of what our offerings are. Yeah. Um, you can find us on um, all your major social media platforms, but we live on LinkedIn because that's where our clients live. So feel free to reach out to our company page at Shockingly Different Leadership or to me directly at Karen Rhodes. It's two A's, K-A-R-A-N. So it's a little bit of a different spelling. Um, at LinkedIn, and me and my team always uh, respond back pretty quickly. Well, I got to tell you, you are amazing. You're exceptional. Oh, I, right I, back at you, Jerry. Oh, You're doing some great work yourself. Well, I'm, <laughs> I, I, that's very kind of you. I'm being humble here, but I want to bow down. I got to bow down. <laughs> I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, not at all. Oh, and what a breath of fresh air. I love your personality. You got it going on Thank there, Karen. You. Rose. Down there in Atlanta, you're just doing what you do. And she loves sports. She loves football. I tell I you, do. this is just great. But uh, is our, before we sign off, any last words? Is there anything that you would like to say uh, to to our audience to sort of give them something to think about? Yeah, just two really quick things. The first one is... Um, Try to, when you're thinking about branding, try to transform your personal brand into a leadership brand. Mm. We have a lot of resources on our website to help you do that. But that transformation and concentration on there will bring you so much more opportunities and success that you've ever done. Now, it's hard to do that. You got to differentiate yourself. And it's not easy to do that. But if you spend the energy doing that. Um, I think you'll find that will pay off. Mm -hmm. And so the the thing I always like to leave people with is um, strive to be 1% better than you were yesterday. It oh. gets overwhelming when you're trying to make big major changes in your professional or personal lives. So get it into baby steps. Try to be 1% better than you were yesterday. And um, eventually you'll get to where you want to be. Oh, boy, that, that's sage advice right there. I, <laughs> thank I, I you. Well, listen, uh, again, thank you so much for your presence, for your input. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm almost at a loss of words. Oh, no. Thank you for the honor of being on your podcast. And, and you know, the gift of time that's, um, you know, the airtime with your listeners is absolutely precious. And I don't underestimate that. So I do thank you for the invite. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome <laughs> to our audience today. Thank you for being here. So until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply. And I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone 
and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Brand Forge Leadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. (laughs) So your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.